We are joined next by Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee. The helmet here on the stage is Coach Lee's actual helmet from his playing days at Vanderbilt University. So if you're trying to think about firsts that can still happen in the Southeastern Conference, I'm pretty certain it is a first to have a head coach's playing days helmet with us. Uh, Clark began his college athletics career not far from here at Birmingham Southern College as a baseball player. He and I saw each other in Omaha for the College World Series final where he was supporting Tim Corbin's Vanderbilt Commodores, a baseball fan growing up. His father was the team doctor for the Nashville Sounds, and he spent a number of years as a bat boy. I'll just let you know the first time that Clark and I met, it was in uh, Dallas, Texas area, AT&T Stadium, a few hours before kickoff of the Rose Bowl, uh, the college football playoff semifinal. He had been named the head coach at Vanderbilt, and I had an opportunity just to say hello. Not that that was memorable for him because he had plenty of things on his mind today, but certainly at the end of his preparation, it was a privilege for me to welcome him in that moment to the SEC, which I'll do again. The head coach from Vanderbilt University, Clark Lee. Well, good morning. And... Um, I just want to say that uh, I wish, or I'd always dreamed that uh, my football helmet would one day end up in a Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, uh, since it's here, it means I didn't quite reach that level of performance, but uh, glad to have uh, my old headgear with me in my first media day experience. Um, I want to start with thank yous. Obviously, uh, a thank you to Commissioner Sankey um, for his leadership and direction. You can imagine transitioning as a new head coach, uh, to have that rudder um, and that guidance is important. One of the interesting aspects of my transition has been to watch Commissioner and his team, um, you know, coordinate, organize, and execute uh, the efforts of our conference. It's a tall task, but it's easy to see why he's uh, one of the leading voices in college athletics. So thank you, Commissioner. Um, it's not lost on me to be here in person today. All the work that went in um, to, uh, to get to this moment where we're returning to some semblance of normalcy. So a special thank you to frontline workers and medical personnel. Um, you know, the, the, the level of sacrifice, um, doing for others, uh, putting themselves at risk. Um, what a moment, what a moment to think about all the things we went through over the past year and to be on the, on the cusp of a college football season with uh, the prospect of AC, SEC stadiums filled uh, is, is a celebration. So uh, I'd be remiss to not thank Chancellor Deermeyer and Candace Lee. Uh, you know, um, wouldn't be here without them. This trip to Birmingham is a life moment for me. This is a, a dream for any coach. And um, I certainly wouldn't be here without their support. And then finally, just want to say to everyone here um, how much I appreciate your willingness to show up to tell our story. Um, you know, before you're a coach and before you're a player, you're a young person and you connect to this game through your voice, uh, your lens, your pen. Um, and so thank you for what you do for our game and know that what you do is important. I have two players with me, um, Davian Davis and Bradley Ashmore. Uh, both, both of these team members 
we're early to uh, buy in and embrace the change in our, in our program. They've earned the chance to be here today, uh, and I'm thrilled to have them represent their teammates who are back in Nashville hard at work headed towards fall camp. These guys have come to embody what um, sacrifice, commitment, brotherhood means to us at Vanderbilt. I had the chance to have a conversation with David Culley, um, Vanderbilt football alum and head coach of the Houston Texans yesterday evening. Um, and one of the things Coach Culley said to me was, um, you know, good teams are built at the line of scrimmage. And uh, I'm excited to have two of our very best linemen for you to interact with and get to know today through this event. Um, as a new coach, you, you dream of guys that are willing just to take the plunge with you, guys that don't flinch on the journey to what's possible, guys that take your vision, hold it true, and, and carry it to the team. And both Bradley and Davian have been incredible in that, in that sense. Um, what we've experienced in the last seven months is, is rare, and that's this opportunity to completely redesign an environment. And really, in our redesign, there's been two objectives. The first objective is to redefine what it means to be a Vanderbilt football player. Um, and specifically, we want to assign the value of membership in this tribe internally. We want to uh, uh, no longer allow for external influence to shape opinions about what we do and how we do it. The second thing the second objective is to build the best team in the country, the best team. And I think it's important in this point to, to recognize the fact that in this first iteration of Vanderbilt football, what we affectionately call in our building is Team One, the overwhelming majority of players were recruited to a program that no longer exists. Uh, we are connected by chance, not so much by choice. And so uh, necessarily, there's a need for process to, to alignment. Uh, that's important because to us, you know, being a team isn't about the accumulation of talent. That's a part of it. But for us, it's more defined in, you know, what each team member is willing to do for the next. Uh, what's the level of investment in each other? What's the level of care in each other? How do you add value to experience of your teammate? Those are the things that we look at. Um, it's the fusion of the individuals that we're after. This idea that we're channeling personal goals into a collective effort. And ultimately, we believe that there are like eternal verities or um, you know, uh, foundational truths about the being of team, embedded in the being of team. And so for us, we've been relentlessly focused as a program on stitching these truths into the fabric of what we're doing. This is through our language, through our behavior, and through our work together. By taking control of the internal perception uh, of this program, we found a new, new uh, it's a newfound external confidence. So when you walk in our building, there's a different spirit, a different enthusiasm, a different energy that permeates the hallways that defines our work together. It's our ultimate belief that confidence doesn't originate at the result level, but rather it's a byproduct of process and preparation. So this team has a long way to go, and they're staring down a training camp that's going to introduce adversity at a number of different levels. We're going to find out a lot about who we are 
through the, the building and the growth of this team in fall camp, but it's all in preparation for what awaits us this fall. I'm excited for this team to learn to take preparation to performance. I'm excited to watch this team evolve as we reach for our potential this season. Finally, we design at the, at the source at Vanderbilt, not at the surface. You know, we're at lock, in lockstep with our university and our department in our commitment to providing an experience that's steeped in substance. We believe that this is the best student-athlete experience in the country. And our formula is simple. Everything we do is wrapped up in this identity that we're creating. And it starts with our focus on choices, on behaviors, on actions that strengthen the team. By strengthening the team, you're connected to purpose. Purpose connects you to confidence. And by confidence, I mean self-confidence, the confidence of belonging. When you have that level of confidence, confidence it shapes your attitude. And attitude drives daily performance. And the aggregate of our daily efforts is what delivers us to Saturdays in the fall. And a trained team can take preparation to performance to reach for the desired outcomes. But for us, there are no cheat codes to winning. You can't simply hack your way to sustain success. We have to go the long, hard way. But we're going to do it together at Vanderbilt. And that's what's going to make this special. And so, um, again, I'm honored to be with you today. And with that, um, I look forward to answering any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Lee. If you have any questions, raise your hand. Peyton, Jessica, and Emma will get a microphone to you. Uh, Coach, we're going to start right in front of us about three-quarters of the way back. Uh, hey, Clark, Robbie Weinstein, 24-7. Um, what do you think, from your perspective, would constitute a successful season for your team, and um, uh, how much do you focus on the win-loss record? So um, won't, won't place a win-loss record or won't state a win-loss record. Don't believe in doing that in any semblance. Um, we'll say that every game that we play will have a plan to win, and we'll measure the results off our execution of that plan to win. Um, there are measurable things that show growth as a team, and there are things that can't be measured. Um, and, you know, I think both are important. But um, in the end, I'm a competitor, and I didn't come to Vanderbilt to do anything other than win. And so for me, it's about how we design this team, how, how we design our tactics, how we develop as people and as teammates to put ourselves in the best position to win games in the fourth quarter. We can be the best physically and mentally conditioned team in the country, we can impose our will on the opponent late in the game. And um, the vision is that there's a fourth quarter game where we, we, we're on our sideline uh, looking across the field at an opponent that is, that is wilting under the pressure that we're applying because we are the best mentally and physically conditioned team in the country that we know on our sideline that we're ready to pounce. And uh, we understand that their margin for error is so small because of the pressure that we're applying. And those are the kind of things that I'm looking for as we measure performance, as we get into the heat of this season, is that ability to, to find ways to win those games late. Coach, we'll go over to our right-hand side on the near up. Hey, Clark. Adam Luck at Kentucky Sports Radio. You made what some would consider an out-of-the-box hire, Barton Simmons, to kind of hedge your recruiting operation. What kind of value can a guy like that bring to your program with his background? And do you think that's something coaches will look to more in the future, um, guys, in kind of the recruiting space? 
Well, um, you know, for me, first of all, as to the value, I mean, I, I think Vanderbilt, we, we need to be authentically us. We need to be focused on what it means to recruit to Vanderbilt, what it means to develop team at Vanderbilt. And so um, what I did not want in that role was anyone who was going to bring a cookie cutter approach. This is how we did it at School X. Uh, we're not looking to create a, a mini version of any other program in our conference in Nashville Again, we want to be authentically us. And Barton, uh, as an outside-the-box thinker, as someone who's connected to recruiting but hasn't been um, you know, immersed in a recruiting operation, gives us that opportunity. Um, Barton's a friend. Uh, that's not why he's there. Um, there is a trust level um, that, that you know, we default to because we've known each other for so long. He's incredibly smart. Um, he thinks on his feet, he's, he adapts, and he is growing in his role. If you can imagine uh, going from being outside in the recruiting operation to being inside, there's a lot that goes into that that has to be learned. But um, certainly we think it's the perfect fit. I'm excited not only with the results that we're getting right now in recruiting, but also how this projects forward. And I think that absolutely it'll be a trend uh, in college football that, um, that will be followed. We'll go right down front here on the left, Bob. Uh, hey, hey, Clark, uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that you know, a lot of times when a coach uh, goes back to his alma mater, it's to kind of rekindle the glory days, like Steve Spur at Florida, Kirby Schmidt at Georgia. And, um, I don't mean this as a personal reflection on you, but looking up the seasons you were there, pretty rough records. Uh, what do you remember about that time, and what about that made you want to go back to Vandy? Because I'm sure. A guy with your success rate probably has has had other opportunities or, or would have other opportunities to be a head coach. Well, Bob, let me say first, there's no better program in the country than Vanderbilt football, so that's why I'm back. Um, there's an unyielding belief in what's possible there. Uh, that's through my experience. Uh, we had, um, you know, I had a, as a competitor, the three years that I was there playing were the, the toughest um, three years of my career. And it was hard, but it was formative. And I watched Bobby Johnson methodically build that program into what became a, a bowl a champion in 2008. Um, I jump in with a little, uh, I guess, an accelerated perspective. You know, I know uh, the intricacies of, of what that program is about, how it fits within our university, what the recruiting profile should look like, and where the resources are. And so for me, um, it's the seizing the opportunity that we have to build something different, to give this program a chance to be at its potential. Um, you know, I didn't return home to like have a homecoming. I honestly, um, you know, I thought that your your opening remark was going to be a statement to like my whatever I have four catches for twenty seven yards in my career, whatever it was. Um, but in the end, this is about the belief in the student athlete experience for me. This is a belief. There are only so many programs in the country where you can truly go to a family and say, hey, there are no compromises here. I mean, we, we talk in our building about being directed to 20 years, your, your ultimate success 20 years from now. And when I say that to my team, I share with them that I was in those seats 20 years ago. And so there's an incredible binding and in messaging when you're at your alma mater. The fact that we are at the best school in the league and the best city in the league and there's this convergence of resources and leadership at our university. To me, this is the time to strike. And we don't apologize for being Vanderbilt. It's not, you know, I mean, we, our expectation is to win. Um, hey, look, everything takes time to build to its potential. 
but um, smart people figure things out. And so we're going to grip the bat, take our swing uh, for the fences, and we're very proud of what we represent, and we're proud of uh, what we're going to sustain over time at Vanderbilt. Coach, we'll back, go back over here to the right-hand side in the middle. Hey, Coach. Travis Brown of the Bryan College Station Eagle. Uh, curious what um, uh, Mike Elko meant to you uh, in your development as a coach and if there's any philosophies or uh, techniques or anything you learned from him that, that you bring to your, uh, your role now. How much time do we have? Because Mike, uh, you know, Mike's a dear friend. Mike, uh, I connected with Mike at Bowling Green, was with him there for 10 months, uh, back to Wake Forest with him. Um, and we left together to go to Notre Dame. We were at Notre Dame for a year together, and he obviously left to go. In my um, three seasons with him, I learned uh, more football than I ever could imagine. He's a guy that there's a shared ethos, uh, a respect for people, a respect for the players, a certain style of coaching that has a lifetime impact. Um, Mike, I can't say enough good about Mike Elko, who he is as a person, who he is as a tactician, uh, he's the smartest football coach that I know. And, um, yeah, everything that I do at some level goes back to the work that we did together under Dave Clawson. So uh, very uh, high respect for Mike. Coach, we'll go back over here on our left on the front row. Hey, Clark, Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal in Knoxville. Can you describe the evolution of recruiting talent in the state of Tennessee? Obviously, the population explosion in Nashville and in improving and increasing in the eastern part of the state as well well a lot's changed since i was in high school obviously i mean it's at the level of football has improved the population base like you mentioned has gotten bigger i mean it, it's um it's it's a fertile grounds and we have to do a great job of uh, being first in our backyard and and you look not everybody is going to be a fit for us um and that that is what it is but we need to make sure the guys that are looking for a place like Vanderbilt, again, a place where there are no compromises to be made that I want to achieve at a high level on the field. You know, I want this to be a football decision for recruits. Um, and it will be because we'll have the best developmental program in the country. Again, every system that we design is built to drive a, pro a player to his potential. And so, um, you know, but also guys that want Vanderbilt want to know that in 20 years, they're, they're not on in a, in a, we don't use the word fallback plan in our building. There's no such thing. To me, it's a plan to launch to your impact long-term in life once you're done with football. And that could be a 10-year career and you could be 30 years old and your life and your impact is just starting. And so Vanderbilt's a place that will develop that person as well as the player uh, to its highest level. Those guys that exist in our backyard, both in Middle Tennessee and then obviously as you mentioned, uh, the eastern part of the state and then you know the west, the west or western Tennessee, which has always had strength um, those guys that are out there need to know that Vanderbilt's coming after them. And we're excited to uh, build a program that they'll be proud to stay home and be a part of. Coach, we'll go right down in front of us, about four rows back. Hello, Coach. How you doing? Good. Uh, Jerry Hamilton, Tuscaloosa News. Um, Vandy, Vandy finished second in total offense and then last in points per game. You brought in your new OC, David Ray. Right. Right. I'm sorry. David Rye. What are some of the conversations you guys are having about boostering that offense and rejuvenating it? Um, we haven't paid a lot of attention to what we were because everything changes when you change systems. So um, it's more about uh, the focus on what we will be. And, um, you know, we need to design, design around matchups. This is about how we 
uh, use uh, formations, motions, tempo to create pressure on the defense to get the matchups that are favorable to us. Um, you know, every play needs to be a design, and we need to have a reason for why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, like as a, a defensive coordinator, life becomes pretty miserable in, in modern-day offense. But now I get to uh, step back and be the team coach, which means I can involve myself on that side too. And, um, yeah, I got to say, one of the things that was most impressive um, that Greg mentioned when, when we met last year uh, before um, the game in Dallas, you know, preparing for that team uh, was was challenging, not just because the players, but the design was also uh, really well executed. And it, it just, it, it, it reminded me of the impact a defensive coach can have on offensive structure because ultimately we know what gives us problems and um, designing around that can unlock performance within an offense. But embedded in your question is, is situational work too, you know, um, uh, finishing drives with seven points, so on and so forth, all of which are part of the, the philosophy that we're bringing and the mindset that we're developing within the program. Coach, we'll go in the center section alongside the right aisle. Clark, uh, Wilson Moore, Columbia, Missourian. You talk about building, uh, rebuilding the program from the ground up. I'm just wondering, what do you have to do to do that, and what does uh, putting that plan look like into practice? Well, you know, I think every program is unique, and you know, this isn't the first one that is facing a rebuild or a restructuring. You know, um, that that's not unique to us. But what is unique to us is. Um, the history that our players have experienced within the program. I mean, the challenge of um, holding people to different standards and expectations in the same spaces that they occupied before is real. And so everything that they confront needs to be different. Um, and we can't be afraid to be drastically different. And so um, you can't know, I don't know that you can, you can devise a blueprint. I think my knowledge of what, what Vanderbilt is, what Vanderbilt could be, certainly helped in, um, in setting a course for the change that needed to happen. But I didn't really know what the need was until I stepped in front of my team for the first time. And um, as I've gotten to know the need, I've been able to do uh, what I feel like is a better job of seeing the need and filling the need. And uh, again, being willing to adapt and adjust along the way. And um, it's a relentless job. It's a job that uh, takes constant time and attention. But it's also one of the most rewarding experiences to this point in my life, where every day I get up and my feet at the floor and good day, bad day, whatever, you know, I get to be the head coach at what I feel like is the best university in the best city in the country. I have a chance to impact the lives of people that will be the future leaders in our communities. I mean, the impact that we have at Vanderbilt football and forming leadership for our country is real. And not everyone can look at their job that way. But that's the responsibility that me and my staff have at Vanderbilt. And so the significance of what we do in restructuring the internal perception and the mindset within this program will have a ripple effect to uh, societies and communities uh, 10, 20 years down the road that, uh, that will be uh, significant. So, you know, those are the ways we view our experience and how we view our job. And uh, obviously, we take a lot of energy and pride in doing it at a high level. Coach, will go directly in front of us in the middle section. Uh, Clark, since that $300 million number dropped in April for the Vandy United 
fund. Uh, how much of a difference have you noticed and your staff noticed in terms of receptiveness uh, on the recruiting trail with, with prospects and even maybe even high school coaches? It, it, it certainly has an impact and it will continue to have an impact. And I think as those, you know, that number becomes conceptualized in diagrams and those are released, you know, as shovels hit the ground, I think we'll continue to see a positive impact in recruiting. Um, you know, the, the focus for me has been rehabbing the team in the locker room. It's the people that matter the most. It's making sure the staff is aligned in messaging, it make, making sure that we have command over our language with our players, that we're building meaningful relationships there. Um, that, that has required a lot of energy. For this program to reach its potential and sustain success, this facility is going to go a long way in, in making that a reality for us. Uh, because uh, we want for people to walk on campus and say, hey, football is important at Vanderbilt, and this will be a visual example of that investment. Uh, and so it's, it's a huge, Vandy United is a huge uh, momentum swing for us. And uh, my responsibility now is to prepare this team for when those facilities are beat, that built, that we're ready to occupy them and, and win in them. Time for a couple more. We're going to go over here on the left-hand side. Yes, Johnny Ballpark Franks with Franks Media in Nashville. First of all, good morning and welcome. Uh, we're, for a program based in a larger city, I know the NIL issue is still evolving, but how do you see down the road, what are those conversations like inside the building, how that can impact recruiting down the road for your program? I think the, the primary focus right now is on our current student-athletes. It's, it's this idea, and for me, um, anything that puts a Vanderbilt football player front-facing to our community, I am for. Anything that improves the quality of life of our student-athletes, I am for. The fact that we are in the, the biggest city uh, in, our, in our league's footprint is a huge um, possibility or potential. Um, and so we're very aware of that. I'm, I'm in lockstep with, with uh, Candace and, and, and uh, Chancellor Deermeyer and our efforts to support our players and to guide them through the process for them to um, be able to uh, monetize name image likeness. Um, as far as the recruiting impact that goes, um, certainly, you know, the idea that you step, you throw a rock off our campus and you're hitting a lot of uh, really impactful businesses. The music industry is right there in our, in our, on our back porch. Um, and so there's a lot of exciting opportunities there. Um, not to mention there's there's great food in Nashville, too, um, which I got accustomed to in my move. Uh, but, um, yeah, so we, we, we're thrilled about the chances. We just, you know, we want to be, um, you know, we, we want to be mindful of the fact that this is new. It's exciting, but it's new. And we want to have uh, take a long-term approach to make sure that we're doing this the right way that allows us to build the best possible team and also for these guys to, to optimize, uh, you know, their, their name, image, likeness. Coach, we'll take one final question over along the side, the right-hand wall. Hey, Clark. Uh, Gentry S. is Tennessean. Gentry. What's the story with your helmet being up there? Have you had that thing for 20 years? Did someone find it for this? Well, Gentry, uh, you know, a, man, a football player's helmet is like, uh, you know, next to kids, like one of the most important things that uh, we, we keep with us. No, I, I've kept it. It's been in a bookshelf. Uh, obviously, as I've, I've taken other trips and other jobs, um, you know, I keep it at home, but, um, you know, there's a, for me, a physical representation of what I, um, invested here and, uh, it's in my office now and it made the trip down with me here. So, um, it's just a connection to, you know, my time as a student athlete, 
Um, and, and, and part of it to go back to the, the first question, you know, both the things that I celebrate uh, in my time as a student athlete, but also the things that I came back to change about what it means to play football at Vanderbilt. And uh, keeping that reminder nearby just, just, again, is another way to keep my focus on what's really important. Coach Lee, thank you for your time this morning.